0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Celtic drop points at Kilmarnock, but could be closing in on Albion Ajeti. Alfredo Morelos returns to goal scoring form to help Rangers make it two from two. And the draws are made for the European qualifiers and the Betfred Cup group stage. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Alex Ray and Hugh Kevens. It didn't take long. Two games in and the tension's been cranked up. Neil Lennon says Christian Julian is rusty. What about nine other outfield players and four subs at Yesterday, what was their excuse? No such problem for Rangers against St Mirren. I think I might have mentioned that the visitors had no chance at Ibrooks. No Aberdeen jersey for Nicola Sturgeon today. We're off and running, Alec. Yeah, not a good weekend, Gordon. Only three teams with maximum points: Hibs, Rangers, and Ross County. Who would have thought at the start of play that Ross County would have six points after two games? Dundee United, promising start. Dons, well, and Livy still to get up and running. Propping up the table Celtic dropped two points At Kelly A lot to dis- discuss tonight We want to hear from you Every night of the week But particularly On a Monday What did you make Of your team's action At the weekend So much going on There was good bits Bad bits In between bits Refereeing decisions All the usual Fun of the fair On a Monday And we want to hear from you 01419511025 To have your say On the phone Or on Twitter You'll find us At Clyde SSB Particularly two big games Involving Rangers and Celtic yesterday What did you make of them? And what about the other action from Saturday? And of course If you're looking ahead The draws have been made For the European qualifiers And the Betfred Cup group stage As well So so much to get through Don't hang around Please give us a call right now Or tweet at Clyde SSB As always though On a Monday night Let's dish out some awards The awards they all really want to win Yeah What was your result of the weekend? Dundee United winning at Motherwell If you'd said before the game No Shanklin But then you'd have said No dice as well But it wasn't like that And uh, good start for Mickey Mellon And well done Mark Reynolds The goal scorer Fair shout I won't grudge you that yeah. one Alex Yeah I'm going for Kamarnock Gordon You know it was obviously A t- tough game for uh, Alec Dyer's men But they equipped herself Ever so well And to get a point Against Celtics Really impressive not a great deal to choose from I think that's safe no. to say uh, What about goal of the weekend? We can yeah. always find something A lot of scruffy goals around But I'm giving it to Ryan Christie of Celtic At Kilmarnock Because he had serious intent on his mind When he lined up the free kick And his execution from that range was first class Okay, Alex Ray Yeah, I'm going for Nesbitt's second goal gone The, the left winger Checked onto his right foot Wrapped one in And he manages to direct it back Where it came from And, and I think it's important For a player to get up and run That was his second one Then he obviously got his, his Hat trick later on in the game So When you get 250 grand price tag You know Hat trick's always nice In the second game Yeah not spoiled for choice This weekend It doesn't help That we don't have any other divisions To help us out What about your howler of the weekend then A refereeing mistake A goalkeeping error A sitter in front of goal Anything you can think of You can be creative if you wish Howler of the weekend I'll say two words Christian Julian Say Christopher Julian And then we'll accept it Christopher Julian <laughs> Him as well <laughs> His brother Chris Julian uh, you, you don't even need to elaborate do you Because I get I've, I've got A hunch that you're going to elaborate Between now and 8 o'clock Well As I say I, I said it on Friday So I'm not You did Yeah we did after the event I said on Friday night's programme I thought that Nicky uh, Kabamba Would give Julian and I A hard time of it And he sure did uh, And quite frankly 
Celtic do need backup and quickly because the pair of them are not anywhere near dominant enough to see Celtic through a season. Yeah, I'm going for the command goalkeeper, Rogers. You know, um, I think it was 40 odd metres out. And for a keeper to get beat from that distance, Gordon, was it was alarming. And uh, he got it all wrong. And, uh, you know, he recovered well, made a couple of decent saves after that. But in the main, has to go to Danny Rogers. Okay, 01419511025 at Clyde SSB on Twitter. Uh, let's hear from you. What did you make of all the weekend's big talking points? Let's start with yesterday's matches. Let's do it in reverse order, if you like. The one that finished last was the game at Rugby Park between Kilmarnock and Celtic. It finished one all. Ryan Christie opening the scoring, as Hugh Keevans pointed out. And then Nicky Kabamba winning the penalty off Christopher Julian. And uh, Benjamin Button, as he <laughs> was christened in yes. yesterday's show, Chris Burke dispatches the penalty to get a point for Alex Dyer's men. Now, Neil Lennon says Christopher Julian is not the sole reason they drop points, but he says the defender is still getting up to speed this season. He also says his side lacked creativity in the final third. Frustrated, got off the good start, and then um, you know given away a poor goal from our point of view, and then we dominated the second half, and you know didn't find the the answer really. You know when you Kilmarnock would to do very well here, defend you know low block and you know two banks to four, and our final ball wasn't great today, so. That's something we need to work on going forward. Probably the pitch, you know, it was really, really dry. You know, and Kilmarnock flooded, you know, the centre of the box as well. And we just, maybe that just a little bit of extra sharpness that, um, you know, you don't really have it. It's only in our second game of the season. So, lots to work on, lots to get better on. Um, but, you know, I know what I've got with these players and... Um, you know, it may turn out to be a decent point at the end of the day. I think he's rusty and he's a slow burner. Um, he was the same this time last year. The more games he gets, the, the better he'll become. Like you know, yeah, he's disappointed, but you know, that's not the reason why we dropped two points today. You know, we weren't good enough in the final third at times with all the play that we had. Let's hear from you then. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. What did you make of the weekend's action, Michael in Liverpool? Hi, Michael. How you doing? You alright, guys? Not bad at all. How are you? Um, James, no bad. Hugh, Hugh, Hugh's very uh, correct in what he's saying about Julian. I was saying to Dan there, uh, Julian has been bullied many, many times before, last season and other games. Um, um, so And also, obviously, Hamilton last Sunday, sorry, and yesterday. To me, my worry is, um, I know Neil Lennon's going on about El Hamid and Baton. That's not the answer because El Hamid's Injury prone, right? And uh, I just think, like Hugh says, Celtic do need a, a, like a. I think they need another another Boba Baldi or Johan Yalby type guy in centre half who's very very commanding, like your Virgo Van Dijk, uh, Jason Denier type player. You know what I mean? But um, and I also think Celtic need another left back because I think the whole of the team didn't play well at all. The midfield was quite weak. Um, and you can't rely on Edward because if he gets injured, we are up up the creek. You know what I mean? And uh, obviously Neil Lee Griffiths, he's got his problems to seek. Klamala isn't the answer. So I think Celtic should stop this penny pension. I'm not overly keen on this Ajeti coming guy coming because he's not got a good scoring record. I wanted Ivan Tony at the club to Peterborough, and I think that Celtic haven't had a decent right winger since Didier Agat. Wow, wow. And now we are going back 20 years uh, ago Because I, I don't think James Forrest James Forrest is a one-trick pony He's, he's 
totally, he's garbage, he's garbage, to be honest with you. Oh, Michael, I've never rated him as a player. Michael, come Michael, on. come on. Exactly. Yeah. So is, is James Forrest a poor man's Diddy a gat? Is that what you're telling us? Yeah, I think Diddy a gat's much, much better than him. Well, listen, and, uh, Michael, Michael. I think that Rangers look strong, right? And I don't think Rangers will lose many points this season, to be honest with you guys. And I think Rangers will... Well, hump uh, St Johnson on Wednesday night Well let, let's go through You've covered an awful lot of ground there I, I think first of all It's disrespectful to use the word that, that you used in connection with James Forrest James Forrest has been a tremendous player for Celtic Has won an awful lot of trophies with Celtic And bear in mind is part of a side Who are two games away From a possible quadruple treble So to say that about uh, James Forrest Is gratuitously insulting with with regard to um, Chris Julian, uh, you know, he's playing up against someone yesterday, Nicky Kabamba, who played for Hartlepool United before he came up here. He's not playing against Romelu Lukaku, but he makes him look like Romelu Lukaku. He was weak. He was weak against Hamilton Ackies the week before, and that was, a, was that, that was a team made up of academy graduates and free transfers. He will not sustain Celtic. There is a need for another central defender to come in. And I fully respect the manager's disinclination to be critical of him. He, he wants the player to know that his manager has his back. I respect that. However, you cannot kid people on. And people using the evidence of their own eyes are looking at Chris Julien and thinking... What happens on Wednesday night when he comes up against John Obika of St Mirren? Is this another guy who's going to knock him off his stride? You can't have a defender like that. Alex, we have been here before when Christopher Julian's come up against Lyndon Dykes and so on. Neil Lennon there saying he's a, he's a bit rusty, he's still getting up to speed. What, what does he... I'm trying to ask this so that I'm not inviting a really obvious answer. Sure. What, what does he have to do differently? Because it's all well and good saying to someone... Be stronger yeah, It's not really easy To just switch that on and off So When you when you analyse that goal yesterday There's clearly a mistake there What what should have been done differently? Well first and foremost Just uh, play to the whistle Gordon Because he felt as if the ball was out He got caught in two minds You know The boy get in behind him initially But if he'd have dealt with it So also on the line He may well have been able to Press him on the, the, on the, the shy line there So for there, he, he was caught in two minds and to allow him to turn because Scott Brown had covered his left-hand side so that was boxed off and there was only one place the boy could go and, and he didn't recognise the danger. Now, I don't know if that's anything to do with sharpness. I think that's just about being switched on about the the actual thing that's actually happening in front of you and to pull him back was criminal as well so it was like oh. a combination of mistakes uh, and I don't know if that's anything to do with sharpness or anything like Gordon. I think that's more to do with the mind. Does the mind start does and we're, we're, we're maybe overanalyzing this based on what you've seen in performances like that. Does Christopher Julian's mind start to go though when when, 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 no, when when someone is roughing him up? Yeah, but, you know, but, does, but, does but, one follow the other? Yeah, but, but the thing is, Gordon, when, when you were talking about roughing him up, the balls are played on the ground there, so there was no roughing him to be up at that point. Well, I, I, I mean, in terms of the wrestling, as they're both yeah, kind of going down the line. Yeah, I just I just think that he, he gets caught up in that, and he should use his mind so much better. You know, but don't, you don't always have to fight with people, Gordon. See when you have to get the physicality of Julian, he's he's not as uh, sluggish on the ground. You just try and anticipate what's actually going on around about you. And he's so intent trying to get close to people, it uh, allows people to nick it past him. And he and he starts losing his way a bit. 
And I think you'll have to learn very quickly Because as the caller says there Michael Now I think Michael's getting a bit excited In terms of some of his comments there You know when you look at We need another Virgil van Dijk You know Bobo Baldi you know, These guys don't grow in trees And, and because it's such a small market pool You're, you're going to try and unearth another gem mm. Like they guys But they definitely need cover Because if anything happens to the two guys Beaton is not the answer for me long term I think El Hamed has his injury problems to seek and going back to James Forrest James Forrest scored 16 goals last year Hugh, yeah. 22 the year before And he is the go-to guy When things are not going right uh, at, at Celtic But see when you look at it Hugh We were talking before Earlier on Elanusi Edward Christie And uh, Forrest None of them really shone yesterday I don't think they need cover I think they need someone Who makes Julian wonder If he'll get a game or not That's what they need one four one nine five one one zero two five. Michael, thank you so much for kicking us off. The phone lines are red hot, as you can imagine. So we'll try and squeeze a couple more in. Let's do Gary and Shettleson. Hi, Gary. Hi, Gordon. What do you make of it yesterday, uh, Gary? Uh, it was terrible. It was terrible. Terrible to watch. And and I think we're going to see a lot of that this season. Teams parting the buses against like Rangers. And it's, it's horrible to watch, but it's even more horrible to watch when there's no crowd there spurring the team on. Was and the time wasting in Kamarnock was ridiculous as well. Gary, well, Gary, Gary, sorry, Gary. See, see, when Celtic are playing Barcelona and they're ahead in the Champions League, they are wasting time as well. It's just I didn't even really notice it yesterday. They, they might have, have been a wee bit slower, Gordon. But when you're in the game and you've got a lifeline, you ain't going to be sprinting to the ball. It's just the way it works. The way that Kamarnock line up, that's Celtic's problem. It's Kilmarnock's job To get the best possible result For Kilmarnock And if they didn't water the pitch That's their entitlement as well It's their pitch And if they feel That they know how to handle it Better than Celtic Because they trade on it every day Then you'll just have to cope with it So there's no point Gary In going on about They did this And they did that It was what Celtic did not do That was the problem Gary what about Christopher Julian He's the one that's Getting all the attention All the comments after the match Every time he comes up Against a big defender sort of the same, uh, A big striker The same size him I th- As you say I think, I think he, but his bottle goes He's in for a game well, plays his mind. And that's why I say Celtic don't need cover They need someone To make Chris Julian Realise that he might not Get a game They need someone Who's able to play Now is it about time then you, you don't think about the price tag, Alex? Because yeah. in in theory, you know, you've got a guy at seven million pounds. Yeah. It doesn't. It, it sounds like he's there to be your first choice defender, but you would take Hughes' point as well. well you know, it doesn't really matter what you paid yeah. for. Him. I think competition's always healthy, Gordon, and especially when you're looking over your shoulder when you're performing. Like, I didn't think he played particularly well last week against Hamilton. I thought the boy Mayo done really well, particularly in the air. Unfortunately for Hamilton, he didn't have anything on the back of that. And uh, but yesterday. He was culpable again mm. for the goal. So, if you've got a guy sitting on the bench, you no, know, I wouldn't be surprised if. But the, the problem that Neil Lennon has is Gordon. He's got these European ties coming up in a couple of weeks. He needs to get him up to speed. So sometimes you have to work through this you until oh. you get to a level that you start producing mm. what you were doing last year. Gary, is it the type of performance that would worry you going forward, or are you able to see it as just a, a kind of one-off? No, I'm not worried. I'm not worried about it. Then what? You know, when you were five-one last week. But it's a blip So it is Right And that, that, a small one like that. It's just a bad day mm. office Yesterday so it was I mean Hugh You look at And Alex You look at previous seasons Celtic Lose points at Rugby Park Very successful Celtic sides yeah. Have lost points at Rugby Park uh, Very successful Celtic sides Have dropped points This early in the season 
there is an intensity about life at the moment and there's yeah. so much focus on it and the rivalry's been cranked up at the top and even even I <laughs> in my wildest moments would not suggest that the draw yesterday uh, is a fatal blow to Celtic's title hopes but I did stay at the start of the season a draw's a calamity and a defeat's a catastrophe and it is a bit of a calamity uh, now they have to go to St Mirren on Wednesday and there must be no repeat of what went on at Kilmarnock Obviously But the thing that Apart from Chris Julian Middle to front Celtic looked Unimaginative They looked lacking in Zest There was no threat At all Edward had his Worst game Since joining Celtic The whole team Had the worst game Since Neil Lennon Replaced Brendan Rodgers As manager Now Neil Lennon Has done a remarkable job Since replacing Brendan Rodgers He's won everything and he's two games away from a quadruple treble. But yesterday, Celtic were way, that, way off the pace. That's what uh, Neil Lennon was actually alluding to after the game, Gordon. He says, listen, Julian wasn't the only one that cost us this game because middle to front, but they're usually very good. Mm. You know, they were pretty poor on the day. Yeah, well, former Celtic defender Alan Stubbs says they could do with a replacement for Julian, but specifically for the more physical games. He says it's hard to teach someone how to be more aggressive when it's not in their makeup. It's happened on a few occasions now. Obviously, at, at, at Livingston, you know, last year, he got ruffled up a little bit by, by Dykes and, you know, and he looked uncomfortable against that. But I've got to say, on other occasions, he looked at the really classy centre back and all against other players. So, and I think that's why it's important that you've got maybe a different type of centre back that, you know, when you are coming up against the, the teams that are going to use that physical side of, of the game, that you, you may have a different option. That Neil can call upon. It's difficult to embed into someone how to be more aggressive. You know, it's either more often than not, it's either in you not or, or it's not. You either want to go and head the ball or you don't. You either want to win a tackle or you don't. It's a very difficult thing. I think he's more of a player who likes to to read the game, likes to play with his brain rather than get in someone's face and, and get really tight. And some centre backs now, especially the modern day ones, they don't like that contact potentially. There's an element of Christopher Julian who, who's who's got that in his makeup. Well, the job that Christopher Julian has then is to prove that he's not in the the wrong country, because uh, you know if he plays with his mind, fair enough. Uh, but that's not what goes on here. There'll be no Sam Cosgrove to face on Saturday when Aberdeen come to town, but he'll be back later in the season. Uh, there might not be an Alfredo Morelos to face later in the season, but Kamar Roof will knock him about a bit. And Christian Doidge will knock him about a bit at Hibs uh, So he'll need to start to prove that he's in the right country Ricky in Easterhouse, what do you think? Well, I think the first guy uh, When he started talking about centre-backs He's 100% right Bagayer and Julian, two of them I think they're too lightweight I think they need someday An out-and-out centre-half That'll just attack boys and the big Julian's lacking in a game that'll drag him along and say to him, look, this is, this is what you need to do here. We need somebody like that. And for his statement about James Forrest, the guy's talking rubbish. Yeah, but and I, think- I, I, I totally agree with you. I think yesterday, just one of the days, we never quit. That happens. Better teams than us will do that. Well, you have to sort things out as well, Ricky. You know, the... the- I fully understand, as Alex said earlier, you don't just go and pick up the, the new Bobo Baldi tomorrow or the new Johan Mialbi or the new Glenn Leuvens or, or even the new Alan Stubbs. But you're going to have to try and find one from somewhere. 
because as things like stand, uh, Christopher Julian and Chris Iyer will cost Celtic because You're yeah, the pair of them together mm. don't do it. At the nope. same at the same time though, Ricky, just to, to provide a bit of, of balance if you like Those two obviously were part of the Celtic defence that, that have won everything for the last couple of seasons And that suggests that yes, whilst they have these moments More often than not, they cope with domestic games Is there How difficult is it going to be to find this big, aggressive, bruising defender Who can also play football in the way that Celtic expect them to? Well, you don't need them to play football No, but the Celtic do though you know, you don't, you don't You need him to get the ball Stop the ball See if it's going to go to Rose Ed It goes there And you get, if he gets the ball He gives it to Julian Or he gives it to the midfield That's what he does That's what Big Bobo done Ricky. That's what these guys done So you don't really need a, 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 An out-and-out uh, centre-half That can play football You want an out-and-out centre-half That can defend first I think when you look at the centre-halves They've had over the last couple of years uh, It's been accepted that part of the criteria Has to be that they play, Ricky You know, I take your point on board I played with Marvin Andrews I mean, the greatest respect to Marvin He, he, he kind of controlled it as, as far as he headed it <laughs> But he done the job And what he said on the tin But that wasn't a kind of playing out for the back That was a different generation different style. Celtic are actually playing out for the back Quite the thing now, you know So it's okay saying go and get that And, and I think there has to be a bit of perspective as well here, Gordon Because they two guys were excellent last year you know, I know the last couple of games have been a wee bit under par, both of them. But, you know, there, there has to be some sort of realisation that, you know, they're good players as well. Ricky, you're a good man. Hopefully we'll speak to you soon. That was Ricky in Easterhouse, 0141 We're going to hear from Stephen Gerrard next. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Looking back on a busy weekend In the Scottish Premiership Lots being said about Celtic's Draw at Kilmarnock The defence in particular I'm sure we'll get back to that But let's look at yesterday's other game Stephen Gerrard says he was happy With the creativity of his players uh, He says he's got belief in them To get goals against teams That are going to sit in And make life hard yeah, I'm pleased with the all-round performance I thought we were very dominant uh, Certainly for large parts you know, against a good organised St Mirren team. You know, team's been going on all week about how, how well they've started the season and how strong and how well they're defending. So I've got to give my, my lads credit because we found the answers. We were set a challenge to, to beat the block and, and beat a compact defence and um, we showed good patience and eventually, you know, the goals came. We created enough in the first half to get that second goal. We got enough final third entries, but that's where we've got to be a little bit more ruthless and, and try and get that second goal earlier and really suck the life out of St Mirren because uh, whilst it's 1-0 they're always in the game um, but you know we had to wait till the 69th minute I thought it was but at times you've got to show patience and keep believing and keep pushing as long as the other side of the game is, is fine and safe um, I've got belief that the players will find that second goal and it came and then we went and finished it off in style William is a Rangers fan he's on the line tonight what did you make of it yesterday William? Yeah hello Gordon Shoe and Alec? Yes, how are you, William? Uh, not bad. Hey, I've got a couple of points, uh, Gordon, about the game, and I've got to pull up my favourite pundit again, Hugh, if that's OK. Well, that's what he's here for. <laughs> <laughs> right, the first point is uh, the football eye. Uh, Neil Lennon's uh, rightly applauded for uh, what, with tweaking his system and that. He went his 3 5 2. I think Gerard's got to uh, be applauded just the same. He's definitely tweaked it. He's went his 4 2 3 1, right? And it's very clever because Morelos, Morelos is coming away from his defenders so that the front three can get forward. The rotation between them is definitely uh, beating that low block. And the other thing is, Gordon, that's another thing. Jim, Jim Goodwin's got any, 
any right to set up his team whatever he wants, right? We see that. That's terrible to watch what they're doing, these teams, you know what I mean? But Rangers seem to be finding the answers now, Gordon, against these teams. I know it's only small steps, but that's anti-fat. But then, if some of them are going to come to Ibers, come, come, and have a, come and have a go. If they're going to get beat, get beat playing football. Nah, you can't, as I said to the Celtic supporter about Kilmarnock, they're out to get the best they can for Kilmarnock, and Jim Goodwin's out to get the best for St Mirren. And if that means frustrating Rangers, that's his entitlement as the manager. But... Rangers had far too much for St Mirren I, I can only repeat the word I used in yesterday's programme St Mirren were mauled by Rangers But for the goalkeeper yeah. For St Mirren The score would have been 6 or 7 nil. Uh, so, you know the, All credit to Stephen Gerrard and to his team They got there in the end They had to break down that defence But Stephen Gerrard was the, the first to tell you That if Jim Goodwin wants to come and set up in that way that's entirely his prerogative What about what Rangers are doing yeah. This season Alex It is noticeable that yeah. they, they have tweaked one or two things um, William mentioned some of the, the things That we've learned in the first two games And of course it's early Of course bigger tests will lie in wait But, but the way that, that they are all rotating The way that Morelos is coming deeper It means that even if St Mirren Are going to sit back and make life difficult Rangers are, are dragging people out of position yeah. And then it creates space elsewhere doesn't it Yeah first and foremost Gordon In terms of the St Mirren The way they set them up I, I have no issue with that at all I was at the game last year When they, they set up a very similar way Rangers won 1-0 through the four But you know Whilst it's always won And I think that was one of Stephen's gripes yesterday Gordon in terms of um, You know Getting that second goal Being ruthless And they have to find solutions to it That was a big question Going into this season for me Hugh Now you've just mentioned there Gordon The different shape And and what it's allowed them to do Is to get an extra body going forward By Morelos coming short Kent and Aribo Like to come in the park as well Which frees up the flanks For both fullbacks. And then you have uh, Kamara and Jack Pulling the strings So you have a lot of movement To contend with And it's extremely difficult For the opposition Gordon Because I was watching it Closely yesterday and it could have been so much more And I think when they get into that final third I would just like to see the number 9 And players attack the centre of the goal more Similar to what happened in the second half When Morelos has got a tap in Because by doing that Then the cutback uh, is, is on but If they don't attack mm. the centre of the goal Then obviously it's, it's very easy for the defenders to mark But I think overall That was a very good description that you, you said there About mauling them They absolutely overwhelmed them Well you, I know you, you had your say about The way St Mirren set up But is it maybe a, is there a compliment in there to Rangers Given that in the past They maybe would have struggled To break teams like that down? Yeah absolutely Gordon As Alex says You, you watch Rangers yesterday They're, absolute, they're, they're, they're absolutely brilliant I mean, they, they, they could have, They've scored what 10 goals Gordon I think so. I think Jim Goodwin and that could complain. Though I, I totally I totally agree with the two pundits about the they've got every right to set up their land. It's 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 game is only up, Gordon. Sky is pulling all this money. They want to see entertainment. They don't want to see this. Have a go. That's what I'm saying. I agree with you and Ali what they're saying about Jim and his team. But have a go. How can they have a go? Be honest with yourself. How can they have a go? You've got a Rangers team. That's got a centre forward that, that they are hoping to sell for £20 million They have quality acts all over the park And Jim Goodwin lives a hand-to-mouth existence They can uh, barely get the ball yeah. off Rangers So it's so, hard to have a goal when you uh, don't have the ball Yeah, so yeah, there's a, a, a gulf in quality there And Jim Goodwin therefore has to protect his team the best he can And it didn't work because Rangers had too much quality But to say 
Come and have a go I mean Open your eyes William stay there Because I know you'll have Some thoughts on this Stephen Gerrard says He questioned Alfredo Morelos Performance against Leverkusen But was delighted With the response yesterday He's also got high hopes For debutant Cedric Eaton And says they're looking For one more player Listen he's a top player uh, I was very pleased With his performance At Aberdeen I thought he could have been a little bit sharper around the box. I questioned his performance midweek and I spoke to him about his performance in midweek. But today's been fantastic. I thought his all-round game was strong. And normally when you've got his talent and you play him well, the numbers are going to come. And again, he gets an assist and, and a couple of goals and he thoroughly deserved that. Well, I think with strikers, you, they all go through barren spells. Um, even the best ones go through that. And, and goals help. Uh, they bring back belief and confidence. And I'm sure them goals will do in the world of good. And he just needs to recover well now and get himself ready for Wednesday. Well, look, I think it's important at Rangers. We've got uh, different options and different ways. Um, he's a fantastic player. He comes with a good goal-scoring record. But he's been in the door for two, three days. He needs time to get used to our style of play, get used to the, his teammates. Um, but in terms of being re- ready physically um, and fitness-wise, he's ready to go. Um, so we'll get loads of opportunities in the near future. We've done the majority of our business. Uh, we are still looking for, for certainly one one more piece. But we'll, we'll wait and see how the, the window plays out. But I'm certainly looking for one more. William, where are you with regards to Alfredo Morelos at the moment? Yeah, that, that's just perfect tied in with the thing I want to pull up Hugh here, right? Uh, I was listening to Hugh uh, over the weekend, right, Gordon? He's talking about we need to sell Morelos to get money back to, back in, in the black. Well, I don't think Hugh has been watching recent events, right? I'm going to try and help Hugh, right? Because he falls into the trap where every pundit, every rival fan thinks uh, that they're Wizards and Rangers finances, right? 25 million season tickets, 15,000 waiting lists. 25 uh, million uh, kit deal with Castor. By the way, the way the shots are going out the door, Gordon, I think we'll be making that money by Christmas. And a reported 15 million quid for the Europa League run. It's, it's, I'm quoting Hugh here, Gordon, right? He says, Mr. Pat is not a stupid man. We've only spent 6 million on the two strikers. I hope these sums I've quoted to Hugh will mm. help him. There's no way. Rangers need to sell me else with those sort of sums I've just quoted. Uh, I know it would have been a slip of the tongue, but just so that people are clear, I'm sure it's not 25 million season ticket holders. You didn't mean that, William, did you? No, 25 million. Oh, the money? Uh, revenue. Revenue. Right, 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 right. Got you. Okay. Well, uh, it would appear that Rangers are of a mind to sell Alfredo Morelos. That's why every time Lille come back, Rangers knock them back, and uh, they are looking for a price for Alfredo Morelos. Uh, if he stays, then it's another problem for Celtic because you'll then have Kamar Roof, uh, you'll then have Cedric Eaton, and you'll have Alfredo Morelos. So I'm sure that William would rather he stayed, but I have a feeling that Rangers are ready to offload. I'll all bow down to the, the figure. They're looking for £20 million. Everyone has a, a price, you And, uh, you know, I was really pleased that he actually scored the two goals yesterday, eh, Gordon, because he's had a wee bit of a tough time. The managers gave him a rocket. Uh, after the European game And rightly so But he's responded In the right manner Now when you boil it Back down to the, the Opening two games Of the campaign Two assists Two goals mm-hmm. And he's still not Up to speed yet So once he gets up If he stays And I hope he does Because I actually Quite like what he brings To the table He's he's, he's a, a colourful ca- character And by doing that We're guaranteed goals mm. And if he continues To do these assists as well You know It would be a real big bonus For Rangers Because as you said that is where it kind of fell down for me last year as well. Options coming off the bench. We talk, spoke about Julian oh, having yeah. someone uh, looking over his shoulder. I think if Rangers and Morelos in particular have good strikers on the bench or playing alongside him, that will only benefit Rangers. I mean, 
Williams right Some people go down The financial route And see Rangers Shelling out a few million On two strikers sure. And think well surely They're going to sell Morelos But let's forget that debate Even for a second What about a simple Numbers game Alfredo Morelos Kamar Roof Cedric Ethan Eaton Jermaine Defoe yeah. Are Rangers really going to carry four In the sense that either Jermaine Defoe yeah. One of the top scorers of all time In the English Premier League Or Cedric Eaton Swiss international yeah. Two and a half million quid Or whatever it was That one of them is going to be Fourth choice striker Yeah uh, The one thing I've come to realise Over the last couple of days Reading certain articles about Roof And Gordon He can play off the side as well So there's a bit of flexibility with him I take your point on board The other three are pure Out and out strikers Now if you look at Celtic across the road, they have four strikers as well. So, you know, they, you, mm. you sometimes have to mix and match. You have to challenge them. You have to say to them, you've got the you've got the jersey, press the door. And then when you come in, it's your opportunity to try and, and maintain that in the team. Uh, let's take another one from Brian, who's a Rangers fan. Thanks, as always, to William for giving us his thoughts. Brian, what's on your mind? Uh, hello, panel. Yeah. Uh, what I'm going to say is uh, I've got two points And I'm going to start my second point If you don't mind And uh, so following up with what you said about uh, Alfredo Go for it I believe Alfredo is a rock deal In this country Some of the times You know He's to, to blame for that The kind of character he's got uh, But to me at times You know he's in a rough deal uh, I felt that yes, the second half of the season it didn't happen for him. Uh, but I, I felt he played okay at Bataudry. Uh What was frustrating me was he was coming, he was coming deep. But obviously that's the way Rangers are going to play now. You know he's coming deep. He's taking a defender with him. He's leaving space in behind. You know for our two wide players. I thought he played excellently yesterday. Not not just good. I thought he was excellent yesterday. His application. Uh, and obviously he scored goals That's what he's there for uh, But The reason I'm bringing up Alfredo It's nothing to do with the way That he plays It's As I said He's a raw deal And I'll give you an example uh, uh, You've heard the Trial by sports scene uh-huh. You've heard of that mm-hmm. Yeah Okay Well there was no trial last night You've probably seen the incident with Edward uh, pushing uh, Finley The Kilmarnock Central back face On the face Finley yep Right Now what I'm going to ask you is What if that had been Morelis What do you think Would have happened What well, sort of outcry Would it have been Well I know that This has been going Around social media All day But I go back to a Celtic Rangers game Or Rangers Celtic game I should say at Ibrox Where I thought that Alfredo Morelos uh, got away with three offences Any of which could be a red card Now the referee didn't take any action at all uh, I know there's a, a feeling that Somehow Alfredo Morelos is victimised I don't believe that at all well, but The thing is maybe He is sometimes And then maybe he gets away with things Sometimes This is why these sort of in- Debates They're almost unanswerable I would imagine every single Rangers fan Who's listening Thinks yeah. that if Morelos had done what Eduard did yesterday He would have been sent off it. for it but And every rival fan out there Is thinking Alfredo Morelos gets away with murder People have made their minds up On this stuff A long time ago And are unwilling yeah. to shift So yeah. What happened to um, Edward yesterday Very foolish He did lift his hand uh, The referee did speak to The 
assistant referee about it. Uh, if there is to be any retrospective action, then we have heard nothing about it. Well, you, you wouldn't on the Monday, really. But, but... Uh, I, I did feel that, uh, you know, yeah, it was stupid to lift his hands and an excitable referee might have sent him off. But I don't think it was a red card offence. Uh, I think can Stuart. I go, back in, go for it. Yeah, can I thought that's what you would say, Stuart? Going back to that Rangers Celtic game for two and a half years ago is actually pretty pathetic. No, it's not. Uh, that's it, one it's game. It's to, it's to address the point. Can I speak, please, Stuart? Please. Right? As I said, I knew, I knew you would get back to that game, right? I just knew you would do that, right? <laughs> I'm trying to defend I'm trying to try and defend A Rangers player here I'm a, a Rangers fan And as far as I'm concerned If, if Morelos had done that yesterday And the referee missed it The compliance officer Would have been all over it Like a rash And really All we're wanting is Fair We're just wanting fair Right Edward He raised his hand I don't know if you remember uh, In the pre-season game at Leon. That's exactly what uh, Ryan Kent Ryan Kent did That's exactly what he did And the referee He's seen it Obviously the referee yesterday missed it He's went to the, the one of his officials And there's nothing Really a compliance officer And I'm not See what about it It's not even about what about it Right You know Fair's fair fair right? If somebody does that Right It happens to Morelis the compliance officer does it. He does his job. He should do his job with Edward. To be, to be fair, Brian, to, to be fair, you, you phoned in about odds on Edward and then said, what about Alfredo Morelos? It's, it's quite literally the definition of, of what about three. But that, that is fine. I don't even mind that because that's that's all right. That's that's how but we compare in, things. In order to address the point, even though the game was two and a half years ago, Brian's point is that Alfredo Morelos is victimised here. And I'm telling you, that on the evidence of that game It shows that he's not victimised It might have been two years ago It doesn't matter he, What, what about odds on Edward? Because this is what I'm saying This is what we do we, 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 Everybody does it And we start comparing this And then and, and, and Leon and Ryan Kent And a French referee And, and two years ago Alfredo uh, Odds on Edward Should he have been sent off yesterday? Well Gordon I said before the game By actually raising your hands Because it's a different When you strike someone in the face Again it goes back down to interpretation About how much force is in that And I think this is a cop out Because we don't know How much force was in it But he clearly I don't think mm-hmm. it's up for debate That he catches him in the face Now it's up to the linesman Who's looking along at Whether there's enough Contact in there Because he's clearly seen it He's gave the free kick And he is running the risk yep. Of a red card But yeah, The rule says Unless the force is negligible It would be a red card But if the force used Is negligible yep. Then it wouldn't be The assistant Um Appears to have seen it That doesn't mean we won't hear From the compliance officer By the way Brian it's, it's just too early We might well do Thank you very much Brian We are at least six minutes late For the travel I'm going to get in deep trouble But it's a good time to call We could speak to you next 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's League leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Alex Ray is here Hugh Keevans is alongside him And we're looking back On all the weekend's Big talking points So 141-951-1025 At Clyde SSB on Twitter Let's speak to Bill and Jordan Hill Hi Bill Hi there How's it um, going? I don't always agree With what Hugh says But um, oh, no. I was going to phone in Last Monday Um when Hugh raised the point about the Celtic defence and their dealing with cross balls, um, I think there's been a need for a centre half there at Celtic for some time. 
someone who can be aggressive, go for the ball without necessarily creating a foul. Um, now, I see on uh, Sky News that uh, uh, West Brom and another English team are uh, looking at bringing in Shane Duffy from uh, Brighton. Uh, I've been looking at a couple of the centre-halves over the last few months. I was very impressed with the boy Nelson that plays for uh, Copenhagen. I thought he was very effective as a centre-half. And the other night I watched another couple of guys playing for Olympiakos, Sisi and Ba, who were both very, very good. And that's the type of people that we should be looking at. Um, to me, Christopher Julian's too much of a soft centre. He's a nice ball-playing centre-half, but we need somebody with a wee bit more aggression. You know, it's difficult. I, I fully understand that. You know, the English players, for example, Bill, uh, they're, they're off on their holidays now. Uh, so it'd be difficult for Celtic to bring someone in and have them up to speed. And that there are other problems in our COVID-19 world that might make it difficult to get players in from abroad. However, that doesn't mean the search must stop. Uh, the search needs to go on because, I repeat, Julian and I are... Play unopposed every week That's unhealthy for a start They have no competition for their places I also repeat that uh, Both need to know That there's someone there Who is not cover for them Who is their replacement Unless they smarten up their ideas Yeah, without doubt I think Celtic will most certainly look to try and bring in another centre-half When Simunovic went out the door It was obviously They're trying to get someone mm. in But it's just about trying to identify the right one, Gordon Try and go through the process And then try and mm. get them in at the right time Because as you said you're trying to get them in and get them up to speed as well yeah. because they're obviously playing catch-up whoever comes in unless they're coming from a league that's already playing or just finished. You're obviously reading my mind. I was about to put a tweet to you from Martin Stanton who says Celtic were too quick to release Jozo Simunovic. We're yeah. talking about needing a physical centre-back. Although he had his injury problems, we let him walk away for free with no obvious replacement. Is it worth considering that side of it where this is not... Celtic must sign a defender today The 10th of August Because Julian had a bad game yesterday yep. But they already were light there And, and, and Suminovic left Presumably they knew he left He left a couple of months ago yeah. So you do just wonder What, what that process is yep, looking like you, you would have to say Where they are uh, looking at i seen Nicky Hammond Coming through the airport Amsterdam last week Gordon So he's clearly out there Looking at targets Trying to identify players But again Going back to Suminovic I was really surprised They let him go here Because when he was fit he was a decent centre-half But yeah. I take the point on board That you don't want to carry someone who is Injury-prone mm -hmm. So it's Alec, just trying to get that balance He's there five years He plays 125 games Therefore 25 a year Celtic needs someone who is physically More durable than that We also have For me Unfortunately Three artificial surfaces In our Premiership uh, Saminovic couldn't even train At Lennox Town On the artificial surface Far less Play a competitive match At Livingston or Kilmarnock uh, Or Hamilton Ackies did, did he not Did we, did he not get over that though I think he played on some of them Last season Or towards the end of the season before Anyway I take your point in general sense uh, we're, we're fast approaching the travel So I want to go back definitely and speak to Bill uh, Bill reports tonight that uh, Albion Ajeti is in Glasgow Looking to seal that move to Celtic He's obviously a striker um, what do you think about that? Did the Celtic need the striker at the moment? Would you rather uh, get the defender in as a as a priority? What do you think of the business in general? I think in general uh, we need a defender more than we need a striker at this stage. I think Ajeti has been bought with a view to the fact that we could possibly be losing Edward. Um And I think that's why he's been brought in. I think they've brought him in to try and bed him in, see what he's going to be like this year. 
is he worthwhile having a punt on? But um, I think the priority has been, for the last two years, a centre-half. It's an area that's been neglected, uh, mainly because Celtic have been scoring a lot of goals. It's a good thing to keep, uh, to keep scoring goals at one end, but you must also be secure at the back. And this is where we've been found out, particularly um, against teams like uh, Livingston and uh, yesterday against Kilmarnock. But also we'll be caught out in Europe against clever players. Yeah, I, and I, Celtic are going to fall into that trap. I, I think it goes without saying. Every Celtic supporter in the land now knows that somebody has to be brought in to uh, challenge uh, Chris Julian and Chris Ayer. Uh, I don't think Ajeshi has been brought in if it, the move is completed. I don't think he's there in any way, shape or form to replace Odson Edward because, again, I don't think the supporters would stand for that either. Yeah, I agree with that, Hugh. If you're bringing in a guy struggling to get a game for uh, West Ham, for Edward, I think they're looking for a bigger name as well. I think you know he'll probably be second or third choice. Bill, thank you very much. That takes us up nicely to this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish Sun.co.uk/slash/football. Very busy opening hour. Let's take a breather, a bit of light relief on your Monday evening. Beat the pundit. It's your chance to take on Alex Ray or take on Hugh Kevens, and if you get the better of them, you win a signed ball. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five, and the lines close at seven. So be quick. Tackle the headlines. 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Alex Ray and Hugh Kevens here with me Gordon Duncan on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard looking back on yesterday's action and quite a lot of reaction coming in specifically to the game at Rugby Park lots being said about Celtic's defence yesterday Christopher Julian in particular Rangers of course doing the business at home to St Mirren Alfredo Morelos getting back amongst the goals as well so plenty more to come on those topics if you want to keep it going that's absolutely fine uh, but we've also had the draws for European qualifiers and the Bet Fred Cup group stage and we've had an update from the coronavirus joint response group on the back of Aberdeen's misdemeanour uh, last week so I'll tell you all about that once we do this Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Beat the Pundit time, a brand new week, a clean slate, the chance for you to come on here and really make life miserable for the pundits if you know your stuff. It was 01419511025. Tonight's contestant has just disappeared. Um, so I'll just keep talking, Hugh. I'll just pad unless you want to pad for me because you got a spectacular text message yeah. uh, during during the break, didn't you? You're, you're going to have to explain this to me. <laughs> Hugh, you've been able to upgrade for a while now. If you're ready for something new, we think you'd enjoy the Samsung Galaxy S10 with Infinity O display and True Vision camera. Or maybe the Huawei P30 is more your style. What does all this mean? Just text back, no, no. thanks. That'll be fine. No thanks, I'm happy with the Nokia. Yeah. I, th- I just felt the listeners would like that Because I know the Nokia is a much loved part of the show So um, I, j- I did laugh when I heard you asking Alex What a Huawei and uh, what uh, Infinity I, Pro I, meant I, I thought Frank Sinatra I did it Huawei <laughs> <laughs> Jokes are getting worse Craig's in Dumbarton Hi Craig Hi Gordon, how are you? Not too bad, I thought we'd lost you there We've got you back, are you oh, well? Thanks, good, thank goodness for that eh? ah, Good stuff, right. have you ever played before? Yeah, I've not played before Ooh, But right. I listen most nights so. Good man, so you know the way it works? Yeah Good stuff I'll, I'll explain it anyway For anyone who doesn't Toss the coin If it's heads you take on Hugh If it's tails you take on Alex Yep 
And it is Tails Who can get back to his Samsung Galaxy S10 And uh, we'll give Alex some Clyde 2 in his lug That's us Right Craig It's just you and I Alex can't hear you So we'll put 30 seconds on the clock We'll give you the questions Answer as many as you can And if you don't know them yep. Just pass it and move on Alright No worries Good man 30 seconds yep. Your time starts now Who scored for Celtic yesterday? Christy Which Scottish side are nicknamed the Spiders? Queen's Park David Beckham is the president of which MLS side? Inter Miami Which English side did Stephen Robinson manage before Motherwell? Pass What was the scoreline in the 2009 Cup Final Scottish Cup Final between Falkirk and Rangers? 3-1 to Rangers Who do Hibs face tomorrow night? Simon. How many German sides are left in the Champions League? One Which Scottish side plays at Somerset Park? Okay, let's bring Alex Ray back. Alex, can you hear us? Yes. How good was that song there, Hugh? Oh. Baker Street by Jerry Rafferty. Yeah. Two is were dancing in the studio. I got off the London Underground once because it went to Baker Street. I just thought, well, I need to get off and go and walk in Baker Street. I feel a bit sorry for you two that you were enjoying it so much and now you need to listen to me instead. But unfortunately, that's the way it is, Alex. You ready? Yes. Same set of questions to you. Your time starts now. Who scored for Celtic yesterday? Uh, Christy. Which Scottish side are nicknamed the Spiders? Queen's Park David Beckham is the president of which MLS side? Miami Which English side did Stephen Robinson manage before Motherwell? Oldham What was the scoreline in the 2009 Scottish Cup final between Falkirk and Rangers? 1-0 Who do Hibs face tomorrow night? Uh, Dundee United How many German sides are left in the Champions League? 1 Which Scottish side play their home matches at Somerset Park? Yeah. Craig, you started like a train. How do you think you got on overall? I think he just tipped us there. I think maybe we won. Uh, right, let's find out then. Because you both, what a, what a flying start. Ryan Christie scored for Celtic yesterday. You both got it. Queen's Park, the Spiders, you both got it. Um, just because it's Monday and I feel like causing mischief, I'm just going to give it to Craig because he said Inter Miami and he gave us the full title. Uh, just. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. There is another Miami, I think, is there? Producer Dan? No. Nah I don't think there is But still I'm taking it off you Just because it, feel, it feels right uh, So it's 3-2 to Craig uh, Which English side Did Stephen Robinson manage Before Motherwell It is Oldham You've equalised Three each You're all hot What was, what was the scoreline In the 2009 Scottish Cup final Between Falkirk and Rangers 1-0 Rangers 1-0 to Rangers Was that Nacho Novo? I think just so came yeah, on, Came on off the, the, the touchline And drilled it to far post So you're one in front Alex Rago's one in front Who do Hibs face tomorrow night It's Dundee United I'm afraid Craig So Alex Rago's yep. two in front How many German sides are left In the Champions League Bayern Munich And RB Leipzig So it's two None of you got it And which Scottish side Play their home games At Somerset Park It is Air United You both got it Craig You did pretty well You got four But Alex Ray got six Hard no lines Craig, Craig. Cheers, thanks for that Cheers, thank Good man, you. it was good to hear right. from you That was Craig and Dumbarton playing Beat the Pundit For the first time You lost on six last Monday I was devastated oh. And now you've won on six So take two, six is two weeks not in bad. a row That's yeah, not bad can't complain That's, People are almost going to have forgotten about Stefan Kloss If you keep the performances <laughs> oh, no, up listen, on Beat the Pundit There'll be one or two They are just waiting for that wee mistake to <laughs> I'm, put one it on of them, I'm one of the two <laughs> <laughs> anyway 01419511025 Get in touch Let us know what you made of yesterday's games Or any of today's big talking points We've had draws for European qualifiers mm-hmm. We've had draws for the Betfred Cup And Hugh this is where we get A little bit um, 
scientific if you like or, or we, we go a little bit away from the football oh. the coronavirus joint response group yeah. um, have issued a statement tonight that's the Scottish FA yeah. and SPFL now the managers and captains of all 12 premiership clubs have held constructive discussions with Professor Jason Leach the National Clinical Director for Scotland um, they're happy with Aberdeen's health measures at Cormac Park and Pataudry last week um, basically the, the representatives of 12 clubs have been reminded not only of their responsibilities to adhere to the return to training and return to playing protocols but to the wider Scottish Government's public health guidelines so th- th- in that one sentence you have it in a nutshell the Scottish Government's public health guidelines don't meet up with more than three other households Yeah, the Aberdeen players were seven households at one time and the return to training and return to playing protocols these are the bit that yeah. maybe we don't fully see but that's the bit which has probably told the Aberdeen players to not do something like yeah, that. Yeah, well, the, the losers in all of this are St Johnston, I think, um, because the, there was a, a, a reflex reaction to the news of the Aberdeen players breaching the protocols, and that was the Scottish Government saying that the game at Perth on Saturday would not take place. Uh, now, Hamilton will be allowed into Aberdeen, on Wednesday night and Aberdeen will be allowed into Glasgow to play Celtic on Saturday St Johnston lose out on the chance to play a severely depleted Aberdeen but rescheduled for the 20th uh, because of television uh, and on we go but the, the same warnings are in place because Nicola Sturgeon knows it Jason Leach knows it the Joint Response Group know it another Aberdeen scale incident and we're in deep Deep trouble I think it's important Gordon To try and kind of Keep on top of all this stuff mm-hmm. Due to the fact That we've been given Special dispensation You know To get up and running We've been dying We've been craving For the football We come back We've been enjoying it All being no, no fans In at the ground But we've still really enjoyed it Yeah and, and The problem is Alex Because of, of what happened At the weekend So that game Was postponed And of course yeah. People are then saying Well hold on How come that game was off and the other ones go ahead because the players will, will still be missing. Um, Nicola Sturgeon explaining last week she didn't want the Aberdeen team travelling down. Now, maybe a bit more time, so perhaps more testing um, being done. The decision to... Well, that statement tonight suggests quite clearly that that game goes ahead on, yeah, on Wednesday. I don't think there's any doubt about that unless something changes. So this, is a, this, is, this problem's bigger than football, so... It, it, it is a difficult one isn't it It's not as easy as saying Alright well if that one's off We need to cancel the other two yeah. Because of what it means For football You know that was almost A government decision and, and and the government And the footballing authorities Are trying to come together And find an easy way through this They're actually trying to get The correct decision Gordon Going forward So that no one's put at risk um, And I think by the government Doing it at the weekend Now if, it, if this was purely A football uh, decision You'd be thinking to yourself Hold on you know, because you'd be saying to yourself, why is this different that St Johnson are going to be playing a full strength Aberdeen, whereas Hamilton and Celtic are going to be playing an understrength? So, uh, but you know, this is a price that you pay for running the risk. You yeah. know, you're going to be playing with a weakened squad of players, and it's, it's hard enough playing with your top team. Yeah. Oh, one four one nine five one one zero two five. Nathan is a Rangers fan from Motherwell. What did you make of it yesterday, Nathan? Well, I watched the game yesterday, and but I have nothing but praise. But we were one nil up, and to be honest, like the first ten minutes of the second half, I thought we kind of were trying, we were slipping out the game. But I think like the patience from like the players just to just to stay in that game because Shipmaden, like they they sit back, but if they see an opportunity to go forward, but like, they'll take it. 
But overall, it was, it was a good game, and it was great to see Morelos get the two goals because, to be honest, he's, he get, he's getting a load of stick, but he's had two goals, one assist, but really it's, it's two assists because of the ball put in the box. So no. I think the game was a no contest, you know, if you're yeah. being honest. They did lose their way, start of the second half, it all looked a bit of a mirror image of Pataudry. Rangers won up half time. Lose their way a bit Second half uh, But then Morelos Come up with two goals But I repeat It was 3-0 Going on 6 or 7 It was only Jack Alnick And the, the St Mirren goal That kept the score down And I think You know the Rangers were just Too good For the opposition Nathan what about Alfredo Morelos then Can can you see him staying I feel like People's opinions on this Are maybe swinging back and forward If you think after The, the Leverkusen game and, and all the rest of it Um you know, it maybe looked like he was on his way out. Now he scores a couple of goals, and Stephen Gerrard's a bit happier. I know a lot of it comes down to the price anyway. But w- what are you feeling towards him now? Well, if he was to stay, I'd be happy, right? But he's not. He's not going. I don't think he, he will stay because Bonds have been out, but two new strikers, and that's nine million out. And we've got what like, Rangers. We could, we could be in Europe every season. Getting to the place where I still don't think right now we're financially stable because there, there still is obviously loans coming into the club and we need to pay the loans back. So to get me there was out, that was free up some money to pay off some of the other transfers like Hadji mm-hmm. and Kent. But, I think, I think, but, uh, but to be honest, with the, but Lille, they're getting hit with financial fair play, yeah. so they go out of the deal. Nathan, I think the, the idea is in and firmly inside. Alfredo Morelos has said that he's moving on And uh, you know The player has Done well for Rangers They haven't won a trophy with him But he personally has done well He's improved since he arrived here From Finland uh, And I think he feels it's time to go And my impression is Rangers think it's time for him to go as well Yeah listen he's he's shown That he wants, he's spoken often That he wants to go and play in another league Gordon But until that offer is matched he has to have this understanding in his own head That he cannot just go because he wants to go So with the club are obviously got him under contract A long contract They've renewed it several times Given him an improved contract So you know he's at the place now Where he has to just knuckle down If a move comes And this, this applies to everyone If a move comes And the price is right for the club But as I said And I've said it time after time This guy will score goals for fun No he hasn't hit the ground running But Two goals, two assists and two games going. The stats are there to be seen and he's still got more to give. Uh, we are on Twitter at Clyde SSB so I'll just mix the tweet in with the phone conversation because Reagan Chapman says at Clyde SSB what are your thoughts on Leon Balogun? Uh, Nathan, I'll put that to you first. Well, in the in Aberdeen game I thought he looked, he looked strong. He took a big bang to the head. Um, he, got, he shook it off, got right back up continued to play strong. But... To be honest, in all honesty, right, I think we need, we need a centre back, right? Because to me, for me, Golson doesn't cut it. He's he's another Julian, right? He, he he'll just get knocked about. Has been proven. Uh, Edmondson, he's strong, a wee bit inexperienced. Katic, he, he's good for big moments, but we need we need a player that's going to like stick like, in the team. A, mate, like a mainstay mm-hmm. Golson's a mainstay But that, I don't I, I, Seriously I don't, I don't see what 
Gerard Finch when they put goals on on the on the sheet. Because but the question though was about uh, was about uh, Leon Balogun, and to be fair, he is an inspired piece of business for me. Yeah. Wigan Wigan were there. Uh, they had him, but he was out of contract, so Rangers don't pay a fee. Uh, he looks, and I said this yesterday in the programme, he is cruising it here. And he looks very, very comfortable. He's got pace, he's got everything. So for me, it's an absolutely inspired piece of business by Rangers. Nathan, there is no way that Rangers will bring in another centre-half in this transfer window unless someone gets injured. Now, when you look at the actual four that they have, you've got Golson, Halander come back into the game. Against uh, Leverkusen last week Played well He was playing well up until Christmas as well Hugh just before mm. he got that bad injury You've got Balogun Now I was talking to the guys prior to the show as well This guy's like a racehorse He plays a really high line He's happy to hold a high line Knowing he's got the pace to recover He's aggressive And he defends And he can also step out for the back He's got a little bit of everything And considering it's a Bosman uh, You know I think it's a great piece of business And don't forget Four, four or five months down the line as well You're going to have Katic back Five centre-halves, not no another one come through the door. I think most people, Alex, would acknowledge that tougher tests will still come for, for Leon Balogun. Yep. Aberdeen didn't offer very much, St Mirren didn't offer very much, but you can still see those signs, can't you, yeah, of, of, of what his his attributes are. Yeah, Gordon, see when you've got pace as a centre-half, you, you, you believe in what you're doing, you know you can recover quickly. There was a, a, a incident yesterday where the St Mirren player had a couple of yards on him, he just ate up the ground in no time as, at all, so... He's got pace He's aggressive I've played with some centre-halves Over the years Big Marvin was a prime example When you got for a header He catches you in the elbow A trailing knee And it's horrible to play against This guy strikes me as that as well He's a big athletic guy So You know And, and it just wears down Centre-falls Every time you're going up And you're having a dunt Or a it's Horrible to play against Nathan thank you very much Hopefully we'll catch up with you soon That was Nathan in Motherwell 01419511025 Now the draw has been made for the European qualifiers. Um, try and keep up with these. Celtic have been drawn to play Ferenc Varos or Jurgarden in the Champions League qualifying if they get past KR Reykjavik. So it was the second qualifying round draw made today. Scottish champions will either face the Hungarian or the Swedish champions on the 25th, 26th of August. Uh, New Lennon side scheduled to be at home in a one-legged tie if they beat KR Reykjavik. Uh, the only thing we should say, Hugh, confirmation that the matches can be played at Celtic Park will have to be given by by the Scottish government. Yeah. But, but that's certainly the plan. Um, what do you make of that draw? I think it's a terrific draw. Uh, KR Reykjavik, um, Celtic beat them 5-0 in aggregate uh, the last time they met when Ronnie Dyla was the manager. Uh, they should, on paper, present no problem to Celtic. Therefore, it's Celtic's responsibility to prove that is the case. Then I've got another home tie. Ferenc Varos used to be a big team in Hungary when I was a little boy. Oh, boy that's right. And, and you know, I was a little boy once, uh, but that was a <laughs> that was a that was a long, long time ago. And Ferenc Varos amounting to anything in football was a long, long time ago. Well, to be fair, they made the the Europa League group stages last season. They finished third and they didn't get out of the group. But, you but know, with, they with were home, there. home with advantage, home, with home advantage on a one-off tie. That's if it is Ferenc Barros If it's your garden The same applies Celtic have got home advantage If you don't make the Champions League group stage Because Ferenc Barros mm. Or indeed K.R. Reykjavik Or FC Jurgarden's 
blocks your path That's your fault But of course home advantage Is not quite as advantageous As it once was If you've not got any fans inside Yeah but I have to say Gordon When you're playing at home You're familiar with the surroundings You know The the pitch pitch is massive and all that And you're you're comfortable You're not having to travel over here So there's a lot of benefits To be played at home Uh, You're in your own dressing room And the whole shooting match So for me it's a a big plus Aberdeen will be at home To either Runovic Of the Faroe Islands Or Welshside Barry Town Gavin and Stacey Did you not tell me You spent the weekend Watching old episodes Of Gavin and Stacey Alex Talk about the rock and roll lifestyle Mrs (laughs) Keevans is away right He's got an empty He's got an empty He went to the local supermarket Picked up as many Microwavable meals as he could And sat and watched Gavin and Stacey All weekend Oh I think it's great Gavla Uh, (laughs) Gavla Um, But You know Aberdeen Aberdeen are in a bad place Right now They've lost Their top player Sam Cosgrove They lost to Rangers And they were woeful Against Rangers Now they've had The uh, The eight players Who'd gone out On the town And that's cost them dearly uh, They're in a bad place Right now And Derek McInnes Needs something that Kickstarts Aberdeen's season uh, So Whether it is Barrytown Or Runovic uh, they have simply got to do their jobs properly there And Motherwell also at home yes. Alex They'll play the winner of the pre- pre- preliminary Easy for me to say yes. Round game between Glen Torren and Torshavn Also of the Faroe Islands Yeah, I think the home advantage again Gordon You know, but Glen Torren or Torshavn oh, You've I just know, got it's just been here before no, haven't listen, we? I'll, I'll, I'm fans are listening I'm confident you go through in this one Hmm. We need to we need to keep this coefficient Absolutely. going as well. Okay, well let's link it nicely since it's a Monday night and we always look back. If Motherwell are to do anything of note in Europe, they'll have to play a whole lot better than they did in the one 0 home defeat to Dundee United oh, I, on Saturday. I'm very surprised. I, I was the one who who took them to finish third. Uh, Why I, do you I, think they've lost again, only two games? Again, with three dozen matches still to be played, I'm not giving up on that either. But they had every opportunity. To beat Ross County in Dingwall a week ago tonight And they made a real mess of it They were awful against Dundee United And that does not detract from Mickey Mellon and his team Who dug in without Lauren Shankland And were very, very good But Motherwell so far Two games, no goals, no points Much improvement needed yeah, I have to agree. You know, I actually felt as if they've got the personnel and things. I just think they're going at the moment. They're struggling to get this starting eleven that they can rely on. You know, a back four. They took the midfielders. They've chopped and changed. They've changed the strikers as well. You know, they're throwing on big white. There's so much kind of chopping and changing. So we better kind of continuity need at the moment. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five Celtic Aberdeen Motherwell fans. What did you make of that European draw? And what about the Betfred Cup draw for any of the teams that go into the group stage? Let us know what you made of that. We'll take your thoughts and we'll get a full time teaser next. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141-951-1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevans is here, Alex Ray is alongside him and they're going to have to team up to come up with the answers on this full-time teaser. You're only looking for six tonight. Oh, I mean, easy. seriously, what a chance we're giving you here. Martin Burns has sent the question in and we're only looking for six. I reckon you lot out there will scoosh this. Alex Ray, right, how long have you been on this show? How many years do you think, all, all in all? I mean, you've a, a few spells away. Yeah, but about 12 years um, on and off. And he just said to me during the break, he said that light bulb moment, he said, do you know what I'm going to do with the full-time teaser? He said, I'm going to write the question down. 
It's not taking him long Only the 12 years or whatever To realise He's now going to write it down So we don't have any <laughs> Stefan Kloss shaped mistakes This week It's okay It'll still come Don't worry Right The question's this Six players They've won the Scottish Cup For Rangers And they've won The FA Cup Can you for name Rangers them? So six players Have won the Scottish Cup For Rangers And they've also won The FA Cup Arteta no Trevor, Trevor Stephen oh, as, as a player sorry. Okay Right as a player Trevor Stephen No Gary Stephen Gary Stephen Yes <laughs> Did I give that away With the tone no. of the no 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 um, Yeah Trevor Paul, Paul does Paul Oh brilliant Well done Rangers and uh, Everton Yeah same as Gary Stevens. Yep, yep. So oh well I think we can leave it there You're a third yes. of the way there yeah. And it's not even half past seven Six players who've won The Scottish Cup for Rangers and have also won the FA Cup Paul Rideout Rangers and Everton Gary Stevens, The same combo So another four uh, Full time at Clyde1.com By the way That's the address you need To send your questions in That's how the full time teaser works You send the questions in We put them to the pundits And we spend the last half hour of the show Dipping in and out To see if they can come up With the answers So we're only looking for Another four uh, Ken is in Canvas Lang. We're going to speak to him in just a second. He is a Celtic fan. He's got defence on his mind. Let's take a quick look at the Betfred Cup draw. Um, Jim Goodwin says he's looking forward to a Renfrewshire derby after being drawn in the same group as Morton. Remember, this is the, the Betfred Cup that usually takes place in the summer, the, the group stages, but oh. because of where we've been as a country, um, not being able to do that. So it's going to kick off um, soon. Here's what Jim Goodwin had to say. The one that sticks out the most, I suppose, to the supporters will be the Morton one. You know, a local derby, good rivalry there between the two clubs. And, you know, a couple of other decent teams in it as well, with the likes of Queen of the South, Partick and, and Queen's Park. So, yeah, really, really pleased with it. You know, being captain of St Mirren in, in 2013, lifting the trophy, that's certainly been uh, the highlight of my career. I've been very, very fortunate throughout my playing career, considering the, uh, the certain lack of ability that I've got uh, to have done what I've done and achieved some of the things I've achieved. Maybe would have surprised one or two, maybe even myself, way back at the start. But that certainly was the, um, the highlight of my playing career, no doubt about it. Now if you want to see the full Betfred Cup draw Go to our Twitter feed at Clyde SSB I will not bore you any more than I usually do By, by reading through them all um, But just some that stick out Hugh As Jim Goodwin says St yeah. Mirren are in a group with, with Morton and Partick Thistle And Queen's Park so There's a lovely wee local feel for us yeah. uh, To that group G Queen of the South are, are also in there um, And when you're going through the others You're looking at the top two You're looking to see where we can maybe cause a I mean St Johnston and Dundee United So there's the two Premiership teams In that group oh. In Group C um, Hearts Hearts Are in with Inverness And Wraith Rovers I know, yeah. So there's a bit of a um, oh. Email gate feel To that group as well Somebody's having a bit of fun With Hearts Because uh, there they are In with Wraith Rovers uh, Having uh, Gone to court against them And they also In their first league match Played Dundee Dundee of the dodgy laptop that sends email messages that hit the firewall or whatever it is they do. Uh, however, to go back to Jim Goodwin, he, he's got a nice line in self-deprecation there, but he was a better player than he cracks on. Uh, you know, he's one of the guys that you'd want in the trenches beside you. And that day, I'll never forget that day, it was a magnificent final against Hearts. Danny Lennon and uh, Tommy Craig taking care of... Uh, St Mirren that day and you know they've only won four major trophies in their entire existence and that day accounted for 25% of them so it was a fantastic final uh, and if you're 
a St Mirren or anybody else You can always dream it might I, happen again I really really like the format of this year I think the way it's been put up You know the kind of regionalised mm. uh, feel about it as well And I think as, as Jim says there Playing Morton, Queen of South is always difficult Partick Thistle just along mm. the road Queen's Park spending a few quid That's a brilliant group So good deal, be looking forward to that be interesting to see how it plays out this year Because usually it's in it's in the summer And it's it's everyone's pre-season if you like But this time November It's kind of It's pre-season for the lower league clubs In a group with premiership clubs Who've already been up and running So as if it's not usually hard enough To come out of that yeah. group it, it could be extra difficult You're going to If you're coming up against A St Johnston A Dundee United A yeah. St Mirren You're coming up against a team That's got you know half a dozen or, or more League games under their belt by then but, but listen Nothing is normal in our world anymore And we'll just have to put up With the inconvenient side of it all Because There's no way around it Yep Fair comment to 1419511025 If you've got any thoughts On the um, On the draw uh, Another one to look out for Hugh I feel like there's so much drama In Scottish football That you forget About all the, the ones from the past um, Andrew McLean a reporter's been in touch quite rightly to point out that Ray McKinnon's Queen's Park against yes. Morton is another because they're not too fond of, of, of Ray He's McKinnon a, well, down Capelow Way. They, they used a five letter word, it, it was quite, it was clean, no problem. Judas, uh, but <laughs> the Queen's Park are the coming story, you know, they, they've gone full time, they've moved into Lesser Hamden, uh, they've got nice financial backing on the go. Uh, it's going to be an interesting watch with Queen's Park. Nice wee spot there by Andrew. I like that. Yeah, he's got his, he's got an eye for drama. That man, Ken's in Canvas Lang. Hi, Ken. How you doing, Gordon? Not bad. How's it going, you and Al? You're doing well. Yeah, fine, oh, thank thanks. you. Well, I've been listening away tonight, and you know, we're like two games in, and already everyone seems to be jumping on Julian. I mean, defenders like any other player can have a bad game. He's, you know, I mean, he's a, I think he's a good defender. I mean, losing Simonovic hasn't helped us in defence. And by the looks of it, Ayer's going to go in the summer because he's looks like he's not back a 25 grand a week uh, um, contract. But what about getting Philip Benkovic back? You know, I mean, getting him on loan maybe be an option to buy. Maybe be a, an option for Celtic. I was wondering what you thought about that. Well, I don't think that Benkovic is on the radar because if they had wanted that to happen, they'd have made overtures. Um, I think Christopher Julian You're saying that it's only two games in But I think Christopher Julian uh, Has failed to impress In the sense of Getting up to speed with the physical side Of Scottish football You know, Last season was Lyndon Dykes and all of that uh, And this season He still doesn't look as if he's comfortable with it And for one Simple reason If there's only Ayer and Julian Celtic must have cover Because these uh, Champions League qualifiers are coming up We're talking about two games away from the quadruple treble uh, You know, Aberdeen semi-final of the Scottish Cup You Celtic would be hoping they can get into the final and go for that quadruple treble There's all manner of things coming down the pipe uh, And Julian and I are on their own are insufficient I actually think there's Without doubt Hugh Over the coming weeks Even in the next couple You don't know when you're going to get them in Celtic will most certainly strengthen mm. That That's a fact You know they're looking at a striker as well There's a few guys been mentioned And obviously because of the lack of depth At centre half That will most certainly be another position Hugh I'm trying to think You know with a bit of perspective In, in big picture Because on one hand you're obviously right I, I think even the 
the biggest Celtic fans would agree. You know, you mentioned Lyndon Dykes uh-huh. and, and you mentioned um, Nicky Kabamba, but you know, we'll be talking two or three games here. You know, is it is it perhaps over the top to suggest that you know Julian needs you know booted out the team or whatever on the back of these performances? Well, you know, Alan Stubbs has had his say. I mean, I think it's pretty embarrassing. For a £7 million centre-half To hear a former Celtic centre-half say Maybe Celtic should get somebody in uh, And leave Julian out When there's a big physical centre-forward coming How embarrassing is that for Christopher Julian? So he has to prove now That he's up to playing here And you know, Chris Commons today said that Neither Julian nor Ayer Would be top 10 best Celtic centre-halves of the last 20 years Yeah I know he said it But is Maybe maybe that's wrong Well You know When he when he listed those Who came before uh, You know There's some pretty Good players in there What I'm saying to you He's had a poor start There are many many games to go Celtic need defensive mm. Additions I don't mean cover I mean people who make Ayer and Julian think I might not get a start here Ken are there any other areas That that maybe we've not covered tonight that, that are concerning you Or that you want to talk about Because Julian has obviously been discussed In great detail One of the earlier callers Had a bit of a pop at, at James Forrest Which Hugh and Alex felt was Was very unfair I've seen a bit of criticism For Scott Brown's performance yesterday Is that fair or is that over the top as well In your mind? Uh, well I think it's a bit It's a more fair with Scott Brown Than it was with Julian I think But also I believe the, I think he's an Albanian strikers In Glasgow for a medical tonight and well, the he, West Ham striker. His name is Albion, but he's not an Albanian. He's Albion right. Albion right. Ajeti. Uh, he's a Swiss. I've, I've been working all day. My mind is already going to mush. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know you know. You know. I mean, hey, Gordon, you're working with you, so your mind's mush most of the time, anyway. <laughs> he has that effect on people, but we all love right. him anyway. But, I mean, the I mean, other week you were talking about new strikers coming in and other replacements for uh, Edward. I mean, I was looking at it more as a more of a replacement for Griffiths because I don't think Griffiths is going to get much of a look in this season to be perfectly honest I, 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 think, I think you're I mean, absolutely right in no way would Albion Ajeti be a replacement for Rodson Edward as Alec pointed out yep. he, he doesn't even get a regular game for West Ham and the Celtic fans see Edward as being a, one of the players who makes the difference between winning 10 in a row and not winning 10 in a row so you could not sell the idea of a jetty being a replacement for Odds and Edward to the Celtic supporters, not for one moment would Peter Lawwell even try that on with the Celtic supporters. But you're right about Griffiths. Celtic have a decision to make about Lee Griffiths because he's had a troubled time. Well, Ken, hang on the line because since you brought it up, let's hear what else Neil Lennon had to say um, on that topic of Lee Griffiths. He was, of course, in the headlines at the weekend. Neil Lennon says the club are looking into reports that he breached social distancing rules, but he says he's not too concerned. Um, also mentions that he was happy with what he saw from Vasilis Barkas. The club are doing an ongoing investigation, and I'm not convinced it's you know a big issue. You know, so hopefully it'll be resolved in the next couple of days. You know, he's got a calf strain at the minute, so he would have missed the game anyway. You know, the squad is a little bit late compared to what it was at the end of last season. So yeah, it's important that we bring a couple of bodies in. And I thought my goalkeeper was excellent today. He was, you know, a concern before the game because, you know, new environment, making his debut, and I thought he handled it very, very well. And he was unlucky not to save the penalty in the end. There we go, Ken. So Griffiths was missing yesterday with a, a calf strain. Anyway, the the lockdown or the social distancing rules. Neil Lennon says he doesn't think it's it's that big a deal. But do you just feel like it's all these kind of 
all these different things all adding up and suggesting that you might not see as much of him this season as you would otherwise like? I think we're coming back on fit, etc. It's just a lot of things I've just mentioned up that's going to be uh, a rod in the back for, for Griffiths and his, his time there is, is nearly up. I mean, it might be it may be put in for uh, League Cup matches, I don't know. But, yeah, his future's is a review, you usually say, hanging in a shiggly peg. <laughs> well, you know, first of all, he's back uh, and he's overweight. And Neil Lennon publicises that fact because we don't know unless Neil Lennon tells us. And then he leaves him out of the Celtic trip to Loughborough, leaves him out the pre-season friendlies. Then he comes back and Neil Lennon says he looks in the best condition and I've seen him for a long, long time. And then he's injured. Uh, so it's all a bit mysterious. But you're right, his his future is up for conjecture. Bio's future is up for conjecture. Patrick Kamala has yet to prove that he is the real deal. So Ajeti might be coming at a time when a few others have been found to be surplus to requirements. I think that's the issue with Lee Griffiths, uh, you know, because they're trying to play catch up to get him playing. And because he's trying to do that And he was obviously carrying that bit of weight Then you're running the risk of injury mm. Gordon And that'll be the frustration for Neil Lennon Because he's looking at him and going I can't rely on you Yeah I mean Bio's been pictured with the Toulouse strip And yeah. all sorts So I think that one's um, certainly on its way out Thank you very much Ken and Canvas Lang What about this teaser tonight We're looking for I've six got players few, I've got a few oh, They've won the Scottish Cup with Rangers And they've also won the FA Cup Guys like Paul Rideout And Gary Stevens on Twitter Thomas is on He's gone for Stuart McCall But that's not one mm. I can tell you uh, G.R. Bear Has got one of the ones That you're looking for Milo Lorimer Has got a good shout as well I'll take one more each from you Soonus No Oh the, On the day that Gaza Got seriously injured Did Spurs win the cup? Yeah they think they did Is it Gaza? Paul Gascoigne Alex right. one more from you um, I'm going to go for Ray Wilkins No Three down, three to go, we'll get them next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Alex Ray and Hugh Keevens are here. We're into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. That means we're going to squeeze in more of your calls. We'll try and read some tweets. And we need to finish the teaser. But again, your reminder, it's fulltime at Clyde1.com. That's the address you need. If you want to hear your question on the show, if you've got a good, even if you've got an idea for a question, send it in and we'll take a look at it. What's the worst that could happen? Martin says six players have won the Scottish Cup for Rangers and they've also won the FA Cup. Guys like Paul Gascoigne, Paul Rideout, Gary Stevens. So you've got three down, three to go. Graham Roberts. I'll put your mic on this Graham time. Graham Roberts? No. Uh, Mark Falco? Nope. Spikeman? No. Eh. <sighs> uh, did I say Mark Walters? Don't say Mark Walters <laughs> Right okay I mean you can say it if you like It's just It's Wrong. not right Hugh anything from you? Terry Harlock? No Andy and Finneson's been hanging on for ages Andy what have you got for us? My apologies No I know what How you doing guys alright? Yeah, Hope you're all well All good yeah. I was so happy yesterday You know We got the result I was at half time A wee bit worried Because You know We should have been As you said Four or five up But that keeper why do we let him go? <laughs> uh, so it was good to see. And the thing I was, I was talking about it maybe a couple of months ago, Rangers need to sometimes change. You know, even Stephen Gerrard saying the Taylor day, sometimes I play the perfect football rather than just get a right low or a high ball in the box. And there you go, Mariel scored too. So I was quite happy with that. 
But the thing is, the other point I've got is, a wee bit worried about this European thing, because we're only going to play one leg. And I know it's the same for every team, but, you know, you can have, we are going to have bad games, especially this day and age, with they, they, they fans there and that. So, I'm just a wee bit worried about that, that we could have maybe, we play well, then we, no, you yeah. play bad you can't, then you can't recoup it on the second leg. I think that's a great point Andy makes you because, and he acknowledges it himself, it's not about, you know, crying on fear. It is the same for everyone, but it's undeniably different. You know, we, you're used to this where you, you might, you know, you might get a tricky wee away tie and you uh-huh. think, right, you know, get out with a draw. Even if we lose one now, not a problem. Get them back at home, full house, and, and we'll deal with it. You just don't, just don't have that dynamic well, anymore. I mean, for me, the one thing that has characterised Stephen Gerrard's management of Rangers so far Bearing in mind he hasn't won a domestic competition Rangers performances in Europe They've been outstanding uh, Therefore um, They can approach anything with confidence And I understand that it's one off But in today's world I'm sorry there's nothing we can do about it uh, I do take your point that it, it takes away the chance of Correcting mistakes in the second leg And so on and so forth However it's out the window Can't be done But the positive side of the coin Is that since Steven Gerrard Became Rangers manager They have shone in Europe Up to a point Bayer Leverkusen was a, a bridge too far But Steven Gerrard has had Tremendous results in Europe with Rangers Yeah, without doubt Gordon But I think uh, for me It's about finding solutions for the games That they were struggling with This low block last year You know that Hamilton's and St Johnston And teams like that Kamarnock you, You have to find ways and solutions to overcome that if you're going to challenge for leagues and it looks as if they have actually started the season really brightly mixed up a little bit bit of variation and that's learning lessons more more personnel behind the scenes as well to try and push the guys so might, might that happen in Europe then you know Andy's mentioning the, the change in dynamic the fact that you've only got you've only got one leg possibly without doubt Gordon it's how you apply yourself uh, momentum will also be another thing if you can get into the group stages uh, then that would be great it gives you confidence um, but again, you have to negotiate all this. I, I was at the game the other, uh, yesterday, and it is bizarre. You, you, you're watching a game of football. And there's two hundred yeah. people there, three hundred at most, and you're saying to yourself, "There's no atmosphere," and it all boils down. You mentioned it the other day, to players' character. Yeah. How much do they want it? How how much can they go about getting this without the the, the fans? You know, thing. You have to mod. generate your own intensity. I mean, we're an awful lot in this country for bringing up problems that haven't occurred yet. You know, we in our COVID-19 world, that's the way it has to be. One-off ties. Champions League, Europa League, one-off ties. There's nothing we can do about it. However, if Rangers have been consistently good under Steven Gerrard in Europe, you know, don't look mm. for a problem that hasn't cropped up yet. What else pleased you at the weekend, Andy, when you look at the team and the way it's, it's coming together early on? I know. I'm really quite happy. I, mean, I just don't know why the big. I don't know if they need a big boy Hollander or Rivers because I know he he mm-hmm. he came back there last week and he actually his first game since he played brilliant. So they're just giving him a wee rest. You think? Or I just think Balligan's. You know, I, I, I just think Balligan is so much ahead of him because he had actually played about a dozen games for Wigan, so oh. he is very much up to speed, and you can see that in his play. You know, uh, as much as Hollander done brilliant. In Leverkusen, you know, one game in eight months, you it's difficult oh. to try and replicate that fitness level. But further down the line, it, yep. it, it, it is certainly um, an advantage for Steven Gerrard that he has four good defenders there. Uh, at a time when we're talking about Celtic having 
two defenders who are coming under heavy criticism at the moment and they really do need to get mm. more people in. Top man Andy, nice of you to give us a call tonight. Let's hear from Hibs manager Jack Ross. He's praising new striker Kevin Nisbet after his hat trick on Saturday. He was happy the changes they made to a winning team before the game had the desired impact. Yeah, I've been really pleased with how Kevin settled in. He's made a big impression on everybody from the first time he trained with us. I think people were impressed at how good the player he was, all the players. And um, he played well last week for me as well. Played a big part in the first goal, but because he doesn't score last week immediately, people some people judge him on that. So I think to score as, as early in the season as that and to score in that manner, we're getting a hat trick is brilliant for him. Last week, some managers wouldn't change a winning team. You, you put in Horgan, mm. who creates two goals, and you put in Deutsch, who scores the other goals. What, what made you change the team? Like, I mean, you do it. <laughs> You do it as a manager that doesn't work, then you get criticised. And it's the same when game changes, such as the nature of the beast now. But we struggled here last season, so we looked long and hard at why that happened. And we, we picked a team that we felt would deal with them in possession and then what we could do when we had the ball. And we wanted to get the ball wide and the other balls in the box. And to do that, you really need two strikers in the park. And it worked for us. I mean, another day it might not off, but it worked today for us. Two games in, so let's not go too far in the snap judgments. But if right. you can, if you can be such a thing as a success story after two games, Hibs are one, and Kevin Nisbet is one. With regard to Nisbet in particular, I looked at his facial expression after he scored his first goal, and it's the look of a man who's saying to himself, "Great, thank heavens, this will not go on game after game. When's he going to score?" Uh, so he ends up with a hat trick, and he really looked so relieved. Match ball. Took it off the park Thrilled with himself And I also Paid attention to The reaction of his teammates When he scored Because when Kevin Nisbet came in People said How can Hibs Ask players to take Pay cuts Or wage deferrals Or this that and the other And then buy somebody That's a slap in the face For the players But Those players who Jumped on Kevin Nisbet When he scored his first goal For the club they were thrilled for him As thrilled as he was for himself So there's no problem there obviously Yeah but without doubt I think when you're a manager Bringing in players who You're spending a few quid You want them to get up and running As soon as possible But I have to commend Jack Ross as well In terms of changing the personnel To a, a, approach the game against Livingston Because he knew mm. it was going to be difficult uh, Having uh, learnt the experience from last year So it's a great start for him Obviously going away to Dundee United Who started well uh, also tomorrow night So that's geared up for a right good game uh, what else from the weekend then Just before we, we run out of time I want to cover off everything Ross County um, If possible Ross County's unbelievable Because I tell you yeah. right now we, We've all got them for Either going down or a playoff spot They've got six points in the bag right away here Yeah um, You know it was, looked fairly scrappy uh, At Hamilton But that's of no concern to Stuart Kettlewell Or anybody else associated with Ross County um, Who would have thought it the, After two games that Ross County would have more points than Celtic Yeah and uh, Again, I keep repeating it because it's worth it It's not like we're getting carried away It's only two games and all the rest of it But you think to the pre-season predictions You know, most people, not just on here People think, you know, well, Motherwell will be good And they'll start the season well And, and Livy, they've, you know, they've been brilliant Livingston are another one Absolutely You know, Alex, um, Effie Ambrose is playing left wing back uh, David Martindale, Gary Holt know much more about setting teams up than I do But it, it is clearly catching the yeah. eye for people And they're sort of wondering Okay, well, I've never seen him play there before And, and they've started the season and a pretty poor uh, footing as well Yeah and you listen to uh, Gary speak at the weekend You know he's questioning himself Whether he got the right personnel mm. He's questioning the players and, and rightly so Because you're just looking for a reaction uh, But you know I think they'll be okay anyway I think they've got enough uh, You know the right fighting That the AstroTurf will also be another factor Right you've got three more to get Six players who've won the Scottish Cup for Rangers And also won the FA Cup <laughs> 
Paul Gascoigne Paul Rideout Gary Stevens, Kinchelskis Yep Rangers and Man U Well done uh, Teddy Butcher No Oh you're joking I'm uh, not joking I'm Chris deadly Woods. serious No uh, Loudrop No Chelsea No Shrugging now Hugh Okay you're looking for another Rangers and Chelsea one So you were on the right track John Spencer It's not Loudrop No After him was, Wasn't cheap this guy Oh Tori Andre Flo Tori Andre Flo <laughs> It wasn't cheap And the last one Rangers And Arsenal So it's not Arteta I checked him for you I think he didn't win The Scottish Cup with Rangers I don't think It's not Arteta anyway Philip Senderos No oh, What a shout you've just pulled What have you pulled in for <laughs> Senderos had a very good career This guy's was better Definitely So Arsenal A lot better Mm. Try to think what's the next clue I'll give you Let's say he went on to play for one of the absolute top sides in Europe Right, okay um, So, you know top. What, na- what nationality is he? He's Dutch um, My mind's went blank Top sides in Europe, who would you put in that bracket? Barca Yes So he's Dutch on you. Giovanni Van Bronckhorst ah, Giovanni There he is yes. uh, We got there in the end uh, Hugh Keevan Scottish football never stops Clyde One Super Scoreboard never stops And already It's 5-8 to eight. We've just been digesting all the weekend's big talking points But all of a sudden we're, we're back at it Tomorrow we hear from the managers again yeah. They play on Wednesday And on we go Yeah uh, You know it's been a, a terrific start uh, we've got all manner of talking points uh, arising from the Rangers and Celtic games yesterday. Celtic off to Paisley on Wednesday night. No margin for error there. Rangers at home to St Johnston. You would think there'd be no problem there for Rangers. And then at the weekend, Aberdeen down at Celtic Park and Livy at home to Rangers. All the fun of the fair. Hughes right. Dundee United Hibs tomorrow. Then on Wednesday, all the rest of the teams in the Scottish Premiership playing. It promises to be a huge week in Scottish football, and this is the place to be when the talking points are flowing. Clyde One Super Scoreboard here every night this week. Back tomorrow with Gordon DL and Roger Hanna. No, it's not. Oh, substitution this week. They've swapped over Mark Wilson and Gordon DL here tomorrow night. Thanks to Alec. Thanks to Hugh. Thanks to you for listening. Callum Gallagher's up next.